Hello, assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back because I am number one bored out of my wits. The thing that I feared the most has happened. Um, when I shifted to um, Korean and, um, you know, Japanese and Chinese dramas a number of years ago, um, the first thing that came to my mind is I hope it doesn't end up in a you know, it doesn't end up as a dry well, like the um, standard Pakistani and American and British media have ended up. And then, I think it's finally happened. Netflix has ruined it all. I forget Netflix. American money has ruined it all. I cannot find, I mean, I remember there was a time when I would watch any and every drama that came my way and I would love it and now I'm looking at first the scarcity of the dramas and second the even more scarce quality so I'm bored because there's really nothing worth watching at the moment you know save the odd one or two dramas that are coming once or twice a week I mean, gone are the days when every single day I had at least four dramas that I could go through. And now I've ended up doing the same thing that I used to do with the um, old English um, series and movies. I'm binge watching the old dramas over and over again. And, you know, how much can one do that too? Plus, you know, I'm just thinking on how it's amazing how it's always at the end of the year that my solar system suddenly starts, you know, acting up. And I'm also wondering, as I wondered last year, if, you know, they're just not deliberately, you know, creating problems to make money. Because, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't care how big of an organization um, one is or how professional they are or whatever, as long as you're in Pakistan, I really don't trust you. And it's always been my motto and my principle not to invest in Pakistan, not to invest in anything in Pakistan, as you know. And I'm just thinking also that if I lived 100% by my principles, I should be having a very peaceful life. But unfortunately, because of my family, because of my one wrong decision to listen to my family and leave my life as an independent person and live with them. This decision has cost me so much. Not only has it cost me my independence, but it has cost me my peace of mind. Because I swear, there is not a single tension to my name. There is not a single stress that I own. And my life is a string of tensions and stresses caused by others, owned by others. And I am in the midst of it. I'm dragged into it. You know, when you're living with family, obviously their tensions become yours, especially when you have to help them sort it out. Even if it's just a little bit, or even if it's, you know, nothing much. But as long as you're involved, 
you're mentally just not at peace. You're sharing that tension. You're sharing that stress. And, you know, after living a life that was filled with unnecessary tensions and stresses caused by this country, you know, because this country is the source of tensions and it is the source of all unnecessary tensions caused by the very country itself, the system, the government, you know, because nobody does jack shit and nobody does their job and nobody's honest. So, you know, I really ran away from, I mean, running away is just putting it in a very generic version, but the truth is I decided because I knew a long time ago that life here was never going to be good and it was only going to get worse. And I decided a long time ago that if I really wanted to live a life that I wanted to live, I had to live away from everybody else. And yet at the end of the day, I did, I went against my own principles and I'm suffering for that. I went against my principles and I came back to this country because I was emotionally blackmailed by my parents and I'm stuck. It wasn't enough that they did that to me once before, they did it to me twice. You know, one would have thought that after I made up my mind the second time and left this country, that I wouldn't come back again. But once again, um, these are the times actually when I regret being Muslim and when I regret believing in God because I do believe that my faith in God is what truly fudged me. People talk about faith all the time, but to be honest, I think people only remember faith when they're looking at something positive in life. Um, but to me, to be honest, the positive things in life were those that I struggled for and got. But all the negative things in life happened when I put my faith in God, to be very honest. So, you know, I don't know what it is, but that's, but that's just the way it is. Every single time I put my trust in God, I got absolutely screwed. And every single time I said, screw it all, I actually did right by me. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, all I can say is that right now even I'm just, you know, filled with this tension as to, you know, if this so-called visit by the solar people, you know, the, by the solar system maintenance people. Is it really important or are they just creating an excuse to do a visit so that, you know, again, um, they could get money out of us? Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? But then another thing is that, you know, when I think of the conversations that I'll that I have to have with my father. He creates these these things, you know, he creates these potential messes and then he screams about them. Um, I believe, as I said before, if you don't want to get stressed or tensions of the kind, then don't spread out. If you're going to spread out, then you have to pay for it as you know as there's that old spanish proverb that i really like because it's something i actually believe in um in which they say um take whatever you want says god and then pay for it so i mean that's exactly how it is nothing's for free if you're going to invest in something um you know if you have a house you have to get ready to pay for maintenance and renovations 
if you have a building you have to be ready to pay for maintenance and renovations if you you know if you have um you have to get ready to pay taxes you have to get ready to pay you have to get ready to be ripped off by your government frankly speaking especially when you are the one who determined to live in a country where you are getting ripped off you know i mean you are the one who decided to uproot your family from a perfectly civilized country where you were doing perfectly well and you decided to throw everybody here in this godforsaken place and then you expected everything to turn to gold you know or you expected to be able to live the same kind of you know a life without unnecessary tensions well hello you see this is why i usually say that people who have families they need to be extra careful about the decisions and choices that they make um you cannot make decisions and choices that can forever negatively affect your whole family's future people who uproot their families from abroad um you know from countries that had you know a system a working system and then you bring them to india pakistan bangladesh you know you have totally screwed your children's lives it's as simple as that and everybody around you knows that too and so they think you're a fool and then they try they'll and then obviously they will start treating you like a fool they'll think that okay this person you know let's just you know screw that person let's just steal from that person let's just loot that person and that's what they do that is exactly what they do they come after you because they think that you're from abroad so you know you're swimming in money um until they themselves go and then they realize that you have to work your ass off in order to get anything um unlike in india bangladesh and pakistan where actually there is a concept of free money people actually do earn free money people actually do not work for their money in in these countries it's actually possible for that to happen but not in other countries or some of the other countries anyway the countries that i'm talking about so yeah you have that and so i was just you know i'm just lying down here thinking about how my life is filled with unnecessary tensions thanks to the people around me and that not a single tension is owned by me not a single one every single stress and tension in my life has been because of others they've been caused by others they've been produced by others and i don't understand why despite the fact that i have nothing to do with anything <clears throat> i have to end up getting stressed and tensed and getting dragged into all of this you know why why is it that i'm not allowed to complain about it when the people who are creating these tensions and creating these stresses for themselves and for me are the ones whining and screaming as if you know it's all unfair you know who it's unfair to me it's unfair to me the fact that i'm stressing about bills is unfair to me the fact that i'm stressing about the solar thing is unfair to me the fact that i'm being pushed into all of this is unfair to me the fact that i am stressing about you know wrong bills and the fact that i'm stressing about maintenance and the fact that i'm stressing about all these things 
you know it's it's really that's unfair to me because if i were actually living my ideal life i would be living alone in a house of my own that i would completely own a house that i would have earned that i would have worked hard for you know that to me that was my ideal life my ideal life was something that i made myself something that i earned something that i worked hard for that is what i enjoy i don't like gifts people have noticed that i think i don't like gifts and i don't like getting things i like earning my own things i don't like being given things i don't like owing anything to anybody it's as simple as that my ideal life was supposed to be a simple very simple normal life where i would just stay within my means and not create unnecessary tensions for myself not spread out and of course that will never happen because there's a time and place for everything and it's it, this is the time and place is gone so at the moment i just see a never ending never ending tension filled life with all these things that have nothing to do with me but i'm dragged into and i see myself just drowning in this endless endless never ending monotonous life till the end and i really wish the end would come near but because i wish that it would come near obviously it would never because that's the god i know to be honest that's the god that i know he doesn't listen to anyone it's to me in my personal experience it's a myth that god listens to prayers or wishes because i see he i see him always doing the exact opposite of whatever i've wanted what well, as a rule i've actually never had expectations from even god and i've never asked anything from him but the rare few times that i have i got the exact opposite which just made me even more firm you know in my belief that i'm not going to ask anything because if you if anybody actually reads the quran properly or understands religion or understands god's messages properly he would realize that god has actually made it very clear that he will do what he will do regardless regardless of your prayers regardless of your wishes regardless of your wants regardless of your needs he has a plan and he you're just puppets and toys in all of it and he will complete that plan um if you look at palestine that's a perfect example he has already mentioned his plans for how he's going to end the world and for how you know how things will go you know and how you know how 
civilizations will end and again begin and again end. He has already marked the milestones. And as you see, each and every single one of those milestones are being completed one by one. We're passing through each and every one of those. I mean, a, an even more perfect example is when the Prophet predicted what Muawiyah's family would do, you know, to the Prophet's descendants. And Muawiyah said, I, w I will never get married. And the Prophet said, this is something that has to happen and it will happen. So, and yet, again, I would say, Muawiyah's descendants will be punished for doing whatever they did. Despite the fact that it was written in stone. You understand? So, whatever is happening has to happen. Whatever we're doing, we are doing because we are doing it. Because we have to do it. But we're still going to get punished for it. So, I mean, here's the irony and the oxymoron situation, you see. We're not 100% following free will because there is no 100% free will. There is no 100% choice. Our free will and our choices are limited. It's like it's not like we have a limitless, endless, you know, uh, array of choices that we can choose from. No. We're given a very limited number of choices. One, two, three. And we can only choose between the three. That is the kind of choice we have. The same is with free will, if you actually understand it. We don't have free will, free will. We have free will within, within the bubble that we're already trapped in. Um, this, these are deep thoughts only for people who can actually truly understand beyond the, um, you know, superficial thinking that people have where the first thing they will jump to is, oh, this is blasphemy. This is not blasphemy for your information. This is what God himself has said. It's just that you're too blind and deaf and stupid maybe to understand it. And actually, no, everybody does understand it. People do, but they just pretend, you know, they, they try to, you know, because they don't actually understand or should I say it's because people don't want to go into those depths because they're scared, you know, of how how it might, you know, shake them or how, I mean, I guess people just don't like to be um, lost in the darkness and confused and they don't know how they'll be able to get out of that and how they'll be able to understand that. So they go for the shallow version, you know. Everybody's going for the shallow version. I mean, the shallow version is equally correct, actually. That's the problem. The shallow version is also correct. This deep version is also correct. The point is, <clears throat> it is said by God himself. He will do what he will do regardless. So no amount of wishing and whining is going to change anything. And although, and in fact, I also disagree with that one thing that God says, that I will not change your situation until you change it. Um, in my experience, I have changed my situation two to three, at least two to three times in a huge way by actually literally leaving this country. But 
I was brought back. So where, where does that, uh, you know, I comes, where, where does it come in? Where he says that, you know, I will not change your situation until you change. I changed it. You know, I actually changed it. He dragged me back. So, and this is literally God who dragged me back. One can lay blame on parents, one can lay blame on family, one can lay blame. But no, at the end of the day, the fact that I felt that I had no choice but to come back, that in itself is God's doing. That's not my doing at the end of the day or anybody else's. Because if there's some, if it's something he would not have wanted, it would never have happened. People have died and their children never came home. In fact, that's the majority of the cases that you see is people have literally died and their kids never came back home because they're stuck in something or the other. You know, but I'm here. I left twice and I was dragged back twice. So, you know, the interference, the obstacles from by people, by society, by the authorities, by the government, by the system. These are not minor things. These are not superficial. These leave huge impacts on your lives. That is why nations get doomed. That is why nations prosper. And our nation is doomed because these interferences, these, these obstacles are real. The, the impact of these interferences and these obstacles is real. People die because of such interferences and obstacles. This is why we're always talking about society, you know, and humanity and civilization because the impact is huge. So, yeah. Well, you know, this is how the mind of um, someone like me, the society is always working on overdrive and is always to <clears throat> stop my mind from going <clears throat> to such places because I've gone there over and over and over and over and over again for like all more than two decades. And it's because of that that I, you know, started watching so many of these dramas and binge watching and this and that. It's just to just to cancel the noise within by the noise outside. But I am now um, reaching my wit's end because if this is how these dramas are going to go, um, then I don't think I have any other source of noise to shut my brain, to stop my brain from thinking. <sighs> yeah. But seriously... I mean, I'm just marveling at the irony of my life and of life in general, where there's this Urdu saying that we have, kare koi pare koi. you know, somebody does the act and somebody else pays for it, you know, and that is how people have lived in Pakistan, to be honest, that is, this is, you can call it Pakistani's motto. It is always somebody else does it and somebody else pays for it. And this is the exact definition of my life. Everybody else is doing it and I'm paying for it. I'm the one 
getting dragged in the tensions. I'm the one getting dragged in the stresses. And I have never made a decision in my life for my life. My life has always been about putting my life on hold and putting everybody else forward. And I really hoped that that would end. I really hoped. But I'm back here again. This is when I'm, that's why, you know, when I left this country, it's because I knew that if I would leave, I would go to a country where I could actually stay away from everybody and keep people in their places because they're not family, they're not people who will be constantly encroaching on my personal space, you know. And I really did that and I enjoyed that. People were all in their places. Nobody was encroaching my personal space. Um, I don't, I, it's, it's just, you know, we all are people who live or like to live in a particular way that makes us happy. And that is what Islam is supposed to be about. Islam is about living our lives. But unfortunately, people have used Islam and society and culture to stop people from living their lives. And Islam has nothing to do with it at the end of the day. So, exploitation and manipulation are actually sins, unforgivable sins in Islam. And yet we are products of exploitations and manipulations. So, if there is any well-wisher out there, I hope you wish me death from the bottom of your heart. A true well-wisher would always wish me death. Because, as I said before, I already can see where my life is going, and it's going nowhere. And for such a fruitless, useless life, it is better that it should end. That's it. And this is me signing out. Khudafis. Because it's right now 3.37 a.m. in the morning, and I will pray the morning prayer before time because by the time it will be morning prayers the time when I would actually be trying to sleep so I'll be praying the morning prayer and hopefully I'll be able to go to sleep although this tension that they I mean it's amazing how sky electric people always drop this bomb on me at the end of the year it's always at the end of the year the biggest bomb they dropped on me was last December which continued all the way till literally just two to three months ago. And we're back here again with another bomb. I am so freaking tired. And again, it had nothing to do with me. But I have to deal with it. Khuda Hafiz.